0: No, <laughs> no,
1: Hey listeners! No, no. Okay. Okay. Now go. How about now? Hey listeners, welcome back to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie. Uh, We will spoil the featured attraction, the one we're talking about, that uh, you know is in the title of this episode. We'll try not to spoil the recently watched. Um, We might tell you a few little key things, but we'll try not to ruin them. And then uh, you must know that we're not professional critics. We're just three friends talking about a horror movie. So
2: there you go. To a woman named Jean. Oh, Gina. um,
1: yes. Shout out to Gina. Thank you for being such a dedicated listener and loving us so much and calling us funny, but not funny looking. We do appreciate (laughs) it.
2: Uh, Hi, Gina.
1: Yeah. uh, So the other listeners know who this is. She is uh, a listener who uh, listened to several episodes on a road trip cross country road trip.
0: And as far as we know suffered no ill effects.
1: No, probably had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh thank you to the moon rays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. Uh, you can find the music on Amazon or iTunes where you could buy it digitally. And you can say hi to them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays. And hey, we are chewing the scenery on Facebook if you want to say hi to us. And that's also our Instagram handle. And you can say hi there. You can even send us a message and say keep doing what you're doing or please stop and if you or don't
0: i listened to several episodes in a row
1: yeah <laughs> my
0: hair fell out
1: right uh so we're gonna talk about what we watched recently um will do you want to kick that off because sure. i got i got nothing since last time i've been busy working so on the coloring you kicked book it
0: off there you go yep. how's that going
1: <laughs> the coloring book's looking great
0: uh, oh excellent yeah uh well i watched uh some episodes of sneaky pete well no One episode of Sneaky Pete Season 2, I try to get into it again.
1: Is it hard to get back into it for you?
0: No, but some reason when we started, tried to watch it when it came out, it just did that first episode didn't click, Uh and so we rewatched it. It seems all right.
1: Well, that's good. I
0: I watched uh, something called Teenage Zombies on Comet. Mm. Um. Wow.
1: Is that old or new?
0: 50s. Uh, I was gonna say probably early 60s, but yeah, maybe it's from the 50s. Um.
1: So this is from that the the uh, subgenre of I was a teenager.
0: Yeah, this is very late blank. 50s. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, Which
1: gave us Michael Landon
0: an ape man. This didn't. This no. gave us no one, as far as I know. <laughs> There's an ape man who kidnaps some teenagers. Some water skiers. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> to take back to a lab run by a woman who's making some sort of nerve gas that okay, makes ho- people zombies.
1: Hold on, right there. This is from the late '50s. Yeah. And there's a woman running a lab. Uh huh. No.
0: Yeah. No. And she has a lab coat on, at least in the end, and she has a fight with one of the girl water skiers. Um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Like the guys are fighting and. One of the girl f- water skiers like runs across the room and just slugs the lady scientist like, oh, we're all having a fight now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Just unprovoked. Yeah. Good
0: and then her lab coat gets ripped and she has like an evening gown underneath it. Naturally. Yeah. I didn't see the whole thing. And I don't know if any. have you seen it? Yeah. I've got it. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if the uh, lady running the lab was supposed to code as Asian. I didn't know. they're The commies in the end, it turns out they're communists, but mm. she didn't any, do anything stereotypical really, but something about her costuming seemed kind of... Uh, uh, what,
1: the, what, the, uh, what the Hollywood... Well, God, probably not even Hollywood. Right? Not
0: near Hollywood. No. Maybe. I don't know. It right. could have been filmed anywhere.
1: But it would have been their take on what would be Asian.
0: Sort of. Yeah. I couldn't. I didn't know. Not having seen the entire film. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. And then I watched a uh, some Arrested Development season four. I'm trying to get. They re-edited them to ah. be shorter episodes like the previous seasons. So yeah. I'm re-watching those. And I watched a great riff tracks called Spiker, which is a movie about the men's Olympic volleyball team. Huh. Calm down. Wow. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> There's more. They go to a place called the Soup Plantation.
1: The Soup Plantation. Yes. Okay. What do they do there?
0: Uh, they look like they ate at the salad bar. Oh, while they prepare for uh, for the volleyball Olympics <laughs> or the Olympics volleyball. Is this the highlight of the documentary? It's not a documentary. Oh. It's a drama from like nineteen eighty one, maybe.
1: So it's a dra- so, dramumentary.
0: And the the soup plantation will take you back if you were ever in any kind of airy wooden. Uh, sizzlers or a mm. f- sort of fern slash salad bar kind of place. Very airy, very open, lots of plants.
1: I worked in a uh, place like ooh, that. Oh,
0: man, I, I was having flashbacks. It was <laughs> uh, it was powerful stuff.
1: So places don't have a lot of ferns anymore, huh?
0: No, no one has ferns anymore. That's I so think weird. plants are all fake mostly. Those plants were yeah. probably fake too, but...
1: Well, I guess the place I worked was called The Garden, so it made sense uh, that they had a lot of plants.
0: There was a place here in Denver called Gemini that we went to that was like that. Um, It's now, it's since closed, but we had the worst hamburgers we'd ever had. The waitress, she apologized. (laughs) Other waitresses came over and apologized. Surprised the cook didn't come out. Everybody looked so sad. (laughs) It was a horrible dining experience.
1: What was wrong with your hamburgers?
0: Uh, they were just so dried out and like little hockey pucks. Just. That is sad. You couldn't believe that a place would make a hamburger like that. In fact, I think Gene got a hamburger. I think I got something else that was equally as bad, but not as bad as a hamburger. Hmm. But. Uh, and we watched another. I watched. A great film called Ice Cream Man. I'm, I'm saying great with scare quotes around it there. Yeah. People. Uh, Is this with Clint Howard? Clint Howard. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. 1994.
1: I've heard about this. Never saw it. Ooh. Yeah. That good?
0: It's, yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It starts that. out, there's an ice cream man who's gunned down in a drive-by shooting. There appears to be cocaine in his pocket. And then a young Clint Howard is there. You assume it's Clint Howard. He grows up to become the ice cream man. You never find out why a gang shot the other ice cream man, or if that was indeed cocaine in his pocket. Not a lot of the movie makes sense.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, I would assume that uh, an ice cream truck could be a front for moving, well, certainly. moving cocaine around a neighborhood.
0: Yeah. That would make sense. Well, the, but they made it look like it would have been in the 60s. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make as much sense. And it sense. didn't make a lot of sense.
1: There was there was a guy in the neighborhood here that had an ice cream truck. And he was moving pot plants around before recreational was legalized. Mm. And I think he had a license to grow medicinal or, oh. or had someone who had a license to. But it was really funny watching them one day just... Just making a mad dash from a garage to the ice cream truck, loading it up with these plants, moving them to a different location.
0: We've all seen nice dreams with Cheech and Chong. Yeah,
1: I think maybe they saw that too and said, you know what? It's been a long enough time. The cops have forgotten about that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let's do that.
0: And then I watched uh, Infinity War, thanks to Jolian mm-hmm. lending me his copy. And? Was, how did you like it? Uh, it was overstuffed. Okay. Uh... I enjoyed it, but I wondered what somebody who's not... I mean, you have to... I went online and looked at people's reviews, and, I mean, you have to know that there were other movies before this one, that this movie is in a series of films, and now I've not watched all of them. Um, Having read comics, I kind of know who these people are, their deal is. Yeah. Um, I really wish that Thanos... I'm not going to give anything away here... But I wish his plan was something more morally gray, because superheroes and Marvel, anything, are fairly black and white. Oh, I yeah. think it'd be if you ran into some thing where half the character said, "Hey, you know what? Thanos has a good idea," mm-hmm. and maybe you'd have something that would really make people think about. It.
2: Sure, he he thinks he's doing good.
0: He thinks he's doing good, which is, you know, good when the villain believes that they're doing something good. And I love some people's reviews that were like, yeah, I'm with Thanos. You missed the point of the movie. But I wish it was something that would be like, actually morally gray. His plan, you know, um, is to like, get rid of half the universe. So there's more for everybody. Oh, um, I thought maybe he would offer, maybe his Morally Gray offer would be immortality for everybody who's alive currently, but no children. Hmm. So, you know, maybe half the Marvel crew would go, hey, well,
1: why not?" <laughs> and and does he have the power to grant this?
0: Well, yes, he has the Infinity Gauntlet, which gives him power over everything. Oh,
1: see, I know nothing about any of this.
0: Yes. Thanos is a giant, I don't know what, nine-foot-tall purple spaceman yeah. who comes down. Here, yeah. we're showing the, f- the, the cover.
1: Captain. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. look at that.
0: The purple guy there in the back, that's Thanos. Oh, he looks amazing. a little bit like the guy who runs the pawn shop on that pawn shop show.
1: He kind of does.
0: Yeah, it freaks me out. I wish he had his helmet on more. Yeah. Um, but he, he makes short work of the Marvel crew. Good. Yeah. I think they need to be taken down a notch or two. They do. <laughs> a lot of them. Yes. Right.
1: They're getting a little full of themselves. They were.
0: And he shows up and just, they really try, but. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Was, was that it for your list? That's it for my list.
1: You know, I forgot that I did watch a few episodes of Ozark. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm Season two? That. Yeah, because when you mentioned uh, Arrested Development, I thought of Jason Bateman, who's the lead in both of those. Yeah. Okay, so, Julian, what
2: have you watched? Uh, well, uh, I watched uh, Black Sabbath, The End of the End. It was a yeah. documentary built around their last show in Birmingham.
1: Yeah, I've seen that one. It's good.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd like the option of seeing just the, the concert. Yeah. Without... <laughs> and then documentary bits cutting into it right uh, Mm. yeah it was good to see
1: it it is interesting to see how disconnected so much of a band can be uh, before a tour you know like Mm -hmm. they're just in different places doing different things when bands start out they practically live together and they don't have any money and they're scraping by and you know once they're all rich it's sort of like oh so-and-so has to fly in and get some rehearsals in before we tour Mm. it's that kind of thing Did Tony Iommi get the bad news about his health during that filming, if I remember Uh, right?
2: No, during when when they were doing the album 13.
1: Okay. So it was was soon after this, though. Or was it just before Before. this? It was just before this. Because
2: 13, they were thinking of it as as their last tour. Okay. But then they decided to do a proper final tour.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of bands have done and didn't mean it.
2: Mm. A final, final tour.
1: Ozzy Osbourne's No More Tours and then he's done Tour, like 10 right? more tours.
2: Yeah, and the who, you know, famously done farewell tours for the last 20 something years now. So of the Rolling Stones. And the
1: Cure, the Cure have done some farewell tours. Yeah. That's why when I'm in charge,
0: you got five years or five yeah. albums. When, yeah. when, when I when I get the Infinity Gauntlet,
3: <laughs> yep, that's it. As
0: a band, you have five years or five albums, <laughs> and then you can you can reconfigure the members and all play different instruments.
1: But I do like your rule about movies, though. Yeah, bringing in under ninety minutes, it could be about anything you want.
2: I don't Is care that, what it's about. Does it's that ninety minutes long. To uh, like concerts, concert concerts,
1: films? films, nah, concert film. I mean. I
0: guess ninety minutes is probably a good idea.
1: Um, is it required they show like the, the backstage walk to the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I kinda like that. Yes. If I'm being honest, I kinda like that. All the little corridors and yeah roadies with flashlights and things. And you hear the crowd roaring and yeah, it's kinda cool. Of course they always get the crowd worked up by Thank turning you. the lights off.
0: Yeah. For a long time. And yeah. the air conditioner. Yeah. And letting out bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh,
1: not a
0: lot. just no, Just a just, few to get the crowd going. Yeah. They're not sadist.
1: You know what they need to do? You know, throw out a couple of beach balls and then a bunch of balloons, but. But a few of those balloons are full of Yellow Jackets. Oh, man. Because <laughs> some jerk is going to pop the balloons thinking they're being cool. And they're going to get stung. Actually, wouldn't the Yellow Jackets sting the balloons? Only for a Wasp reunion show. <laughs> Love it. How <laughs> oh, do you think Blackie Lawless looks these days? That's scary.
0: We need to put him in a movie. Yeah. Fighting Thor. Yeah. Fighting Thor. Yes, or Nick Cage.
1: <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. Julian, what have you watched?
2: Uh, well, uh, I was going to say uh, as while I was I've been working on this book, um, uh, I listened to uh, you know the secret history of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's I've been, not
0: listened to it, but you. Oh uh,
2: uh, yeah, so you he, mentioned he's it. been doing the series about Val Luton. Okay. And uh, so uh, the one that came out towards the end of last month, August. Um, was about uh, youth runs wild and uh, Mademoiselle Fifi, which was oh, after his first like batch of horror movies, he he wanted to break out and and do some like period costume dramas and do social relevant, you know, yeah, thing and and it's just all the <laughs> abstractions he got to that and uh, yeah and they like really watered down uh, uh, his his J D movie and. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's good stuff, and then and it leads up to him meeting uh Boris Karloff. Oh, okay, but uh, yes, yeah, so that that's always good. Uh, Secret History of Hollywood, um, and then I watched um, Season of the Witch from 2011 with not the George Romero film, the Dominic Cena film starring our. My hero Nicholas Cain and, and, uh, uh, and Ron Perman. Yes, that's it. And they are player, I wanna uh, say uh,
0: Vincent. <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast.
1: So were you getting <laughs> <laughs> were, were you getting psyched up for Mandy? Is that yep, what you yep, want? Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh
2: so uh there are a couple of crusaders and they get tired of all the the killing. Yeah. And they um uh they desert and they so they trek off, you know, they leave. They're in Western Turkey at the time. They they start trekking off across Europe and and uh, they uh, they end up being uh, spotted as deserters and taken before this cardinal who has the plague. And he's severely deformed, but after a, a few seconds he realises it's Christopher Lee. Oh. oh, and he um he charges them with escorting a woman played by Claire Foy to a witch trial at a monastery across the mountains and a forest. Hmm. And uh, and it's kind of ambiguous whether she's actually a witch or not. Hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's got lovely locations in Hungary and Austria. So you're um, saying
1: she might have been the victim of a rigged witch hunt?
2: Well, uh, as witch be. hunters go. Now, uh, is
1: a rigged witch? Is that redundant to
2: say? That that is yeah, rigged? redundant
0: because a well, witch hunt. It's like ATM implies, machine. Yes. Yeah, all, all they had or to
2: do number. to be tortured and and possibly killed is be accused
1: right yeah um so it doesn't work that way anymore you can't just take someone accuse them and then start torturing them
2: not in most countries
1: mm. oh well it was a thought
2: um it's got so it's got some gruesome makeup effects lots of plague victims and stuff like that it's got undead monks in it mm. nice uh there's a bit of cg abuse uh, which is <laughs> kind of unwelcome uh, really bad fire like CG fire uh, it's okay on the mat work um,
0: how's uh, how's uh, Nicolas Cage there she the scenery I'd say he's 85% Nicolas Cage oh. in this
2: one um,
0: that's that's too bad
2: yeah the, the characters are all like exhausted all the time and, and it, so it's, it's, a, it's kind of a slog um, there's this like uh cruddy (laughs) CG-slash-puppet-slash-dog-wolf-attack. doesn't help things. Uh, Puppet-dog-wolf-attack. Most of the... uh, CG-puppet-dog-wolf. Most of this speaking cast are English, but they do these accents, uh, which kind of steered west, because Cage is not bothering with the (laughs) accent at all. Uh, He's just doing Cage. And uh, uh, I, I like it when the priest says we're going to need more holy water. <laughs> um, so they end up at this uh, monastery and, uh, yeah, and they fight the undead monks and, and stuff like that. Um, there's not much momentum to it. They just slug along. And it's kind of like, there's a bit of the common Poe films. Um, mm. Bit of a, uh, kind of a swing at doing a Bergman, kind of, one well, of those Max von Sydow oh, okay. medieval epics, but, not but not that, close no. no uh so yeah it was okay i didn't think it's terrible it was like a you know, decent sci-fi channel
0: mm, uh, decent sci-fi channel thing
2: it's getting but, better uh, there you go that was it all
1: yeah, right and... now now you said it was 85 percent nicholas cage mm. you did not know at the time you watched this what Nicolas Cage burying the needle in the cageometer <laughs> was really like, did you?
2: No. Now you do. I've seen a lot of Cage. And, and last night we saw 100%. 110
1: at least, maybe 115. <laughs> um, let's say this about this movie. Uh, it's. Kind of, you ever see that documentary called Step Into the Liquid? It's about surfing, surfers and surfing, um, and some of the history of it. No. Um, I think the one rule that the filmmaker had was, you're not bring allowed... Bring
0: it in under 90 minutes?
1: <laughs> no. The filmmaker said, uh, as a rule to anyone... Look, kid,
0: I don't care what your story is about. Bring it in under 90 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to see you with wet hair, for fuck's sake. Um, no, it was, uh, you're not allowed to say, uh, oh, yeah, well, surfing, you know, if you haven't done it, I can't explain it to you. Like that, that old thing of like, I can't describe it if you haven't done it. So no one was allowed to say that when, when they were asked what it's like, they would have to give some sort of a good description rather than that cop out. I feel like recording this episode, maybe we're not allowed to say, oh, you'd have to see it because it's so batshit crazy. <laughs> That's true, but we can't lean on that. We've got to say more than that because wow.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I take it you both liked the movie a lot more than I did. I can't say
1: that I can't say that I liked it as much as I was in awe of it. Is is that fair? I I mean
2: it's kind of uneven for me, but when it was good it was really Yeah. True. 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 There were some
0: parts that when it was good it was. Out there, yeah. I really think my problem with this movie, um, in large part is the trailer ruined this movie for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like the trailer gave away so much of it, yeah. and so many of just the. I wish I had gone into the this movie
1: no, totally nothing.
0: blank. Yeah,
1: I didn't remember much of the trailer except for the Nicholas Cage was bloody and cackling. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I watched the trailer at least two or three times. Okay, and so I felt this movie was—I don't know. Yeah, when it was on, it was really good, but when it wasn't on, it was—it was not good.
1: Well, I'll read the summary since it's only a few sentences long. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> period. <laughs> I'm going to read it in the voice of Nicholas Cage. Somewhere in the Primal Wilderness, near the Shadow Mountains, in the year nineteen eighty three, Red Miller has fallen deeply for the deceptively charming Mandy Bloom. I can't do this. I can't maintain that. Um however, life he has that was made good. <laughs> the life he has made for himself comes crashing down suddenly and horrifyingly when a vile band of ravaging cultists and supernatural creatures desecrate his idyllic home with vicious fury. A broken man, Red now lives for one thing only, to hunt down these maniacal villains in exact swift revenge. Or, I'm sorry, exact swift vengeance. That is the plot summary. and should have
0: said Red lives for one thing, Cheddar Goblins.
1: Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> yeah, that, that fake commercial was priceless. That
0: fake commercial was Fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was great. So we went into this thing not knowing exactly what to expect. We had suspicions of what to expect. Yeah,
2: the trailer made me think, oh, this is a kind of remake of Race with the Devil.
1: Yeah. But no. No. It's not what you got. Uh, my concern when it started was that the cult thing and the weird acid trip bizarroness was just going to be the whole movie. And it was just going to be... Warbling in and out of consciousness and, and, and these awful people being awful and torturing these innocent folks. And it was just like, okay, this is a good 30, 40 minutes and do this thing. And is it just going to be more of this and more of this? And then that sort of just abruptly ends when they do the terrible thing of, uh, and, and we gave you the spoiler warning. They take Mandy, hang her up in a sack and set her on fire. Yeah. And they make uh, Red, Nicolas yeah. Cage's character, watch. Yeah. And he's bound up with uh, barbed wire around his mouth and his wrists. And I assume they had his legs somehow. Nope. No, his legs weren't bound? I don't
0: think his legs were bound.
1: Well, he couldn't move anyway. He was he was pretty tied up.
0: Yeah. I think he was just standing there, maybe.
2: <laughs> he's flashing back to when he was in a sack and... Had his legs broken? Man. Oh, you bitches!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my legs, not the bees. Why um, are there,
0: Why were there no bees in this movie?
1: Okay, here's here's another question. Were either of you thinking, well, this answers a question: How to get burned? How to get burned?
0: How did it get burned? No, but when he was covered in blood, I kept having raising Arizona flashbacks.
1: Oh yeah, when they when they climbed out of the yeah out of the muck.
0: Out of the muck at the end of the movie when he's all... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Raising Arizona. Was was that his best performance? Or do you think Um, leaving Las Vegas? I
0: didn't like leaving Las Vegas. Um, No, I'd say his best performance was probably Mandy.
1: Yeah?
2: Yeah. I would
1: say it's...
0: definitely top 5 Do you top mean the, five. the
2: movie or the uh, question and answer session afterwards Oh that was good too
1: Wow he wants to be Elvis so bad Yeah he really does It's pretty clear Yeah
2: uh, after the movie they showed the uh, uh went, they had the premiere at um
0: at the the Chinese the Egyptian, Egyptian. Oh the Egyptian It was the Egyptian
2: And uh, so uh, he he turns up in leather trousers and a golden I want that gold jacket, jacket.
0: man i want that gold jacket
2: fat golden rings yeah Yeah.
0: and and elvis sunglasses kind of
1: yeah they were similar yeah i I think i realized that i'm i'm the uh i'm the antithesis of that i i've got a black leather jacket and i've got uh big fat silver rings (laughs) yeah and gold pants (laughs) i need some gold pants (laughs) So, yeah, the question and answer was such a nice bonus for us, because mm. we got to know more about this movie than we would have guessed, uh, especially from Panos Cosmaros. Um, Panos. Panos. The hands of fate. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Julian, going into this thing, you knew very little what to expect. Mm-hmm. The, the cult part, was was that a bit of a slog for you, the first part? Um, you trucked along with it okay?
2: Yeah, I was okay with it. I, uh, I was hoping it would get going Yeah, I was
0: too. I was worried it wouldn't. I didn't care for the setup with Nicolas Cage and Mandy. I was Uh, bored
1: by that. um,
0: I felt like it was kind of...
1: Did he need to be a Sawyer?
0: Did he need to be a Sawyer? A a logger? Oh, no, he didn't need to be anything. He didn't need to have a job. (laughs) He could have just... I mean, for all they showed us in the movie... Yeah. His career played no role in it. Right. But, I uh, mean, anyone so, can start a chainsaw.
1: Right. But, you know, maybe he's more masterful with it because he did this for a living. He made an axe. That had <laughs> nothing to do with...
2: with uh, that was a with, Klingon in, right?
1: Yeah. And that had
0: nothing to do with lumber, the lumber industry, even though it's an axe. I mean, but you don't yeah, have to like, make your own where axe. How does
2: that design come from? It was just this... What, what are the Klingon called there? Oh, i don't I'm remember sure.
1: i'm sure we'll, have we'll a hear. hear
0: yeah let us know i believe it's called a lightsaber <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> you're just being provocative now aren't you but
2: i'm i'm thinking back in it some of my favorite moments in the movie are from that early section is it yeah the,
1: some of the
0: moments there's I this that see...
2: like beautiful shot where uh uh mandy comes up out the water and she's and the way the light is catching yeah, her against and his the dream. Dark, yeah. and he's seeing her through the flames and she's just like this goddess, that was fantastic beautiful. things
0: like that were great but then they have like her story of the starlings oh yeah
2: just
1: that
0: bummed me out it was just kind of like okay we got it was it shoehorned and then, it wasn't shoehorned it just it was this movie needed to be cut and I hate to say that <laughs> Because it's yeah. a running joke, but I felt like this movie was a little too long. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't seen the trailer. What would be perfect is if you stumbled upon this thing at midnight on TV somewhere. Mm. Right. And it was like 90 minutes long and you had no clue <laughs> what was going on. It's
1: like, oh, these characters are just living their life and uh, Yeah, because
0: that's all they ended up telling us. Yeah. They they set up Mandy and and Red and okay, fine, they're a couple. And that's all they really tell us, but they take forever to tell us mm-hmm. that little bit. I was, I kind of set up when the cult showed up because it was something different. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay, this cult. And then it the, kind of got rolling from there.
1: I felt yeah. like they borrowed the cult from Rob Zombie.
2: Yeah. Well, there's such a, like a, a you know. You got your Koresh and Manson. And yep. Yeah, I kept getting Jim Jones. And then the, there's like a I drink your blood" reference, I think. Was there? It? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, when when they're like uh, uh, they they're serving up a special LSD that drives them nuts. Yeah. And, and turns them to and they explicitly say it turns them into rabid um, you know, maniacs. Yeah, they're. I thought I was like "I drink your blood" reference. Oh yeah i but, was
1: definitely getting david koresh vibes and, yeah. and kind of a manson family vibe
2: but that that scene where she's talking about the, the sparrows mm-hmm. i thought i was going to set up something that she wasn't going to die yeah uh she she turned up later but that was like telling you her capacity for cruelty mm. uh, that where she draws the line she'll like stick around to watch it but won't partake
0: yeah but it didn't. So it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off. So I ultimately felt like, you know. But then, then it, they have
2: her reading the the novel, where she just reads the one page.
0: Yes, and then later <laughs> she's still reading that same yeah, page. same page.
2: hasn't gone any further. And uh, uh, so it kind of implies she's uh, or they are bringing something down on, on themselves. It's some kind of magic? Oh, okay. Process going on where uh, she's calling something up. Um, but uh, I did. I it didn't, didn't didn't seem that, to pay off that.
0: That much. yeah. I didn't gather that. I felt like the book bit was trying too hard to lean on uh, nostalgia for Stephen King books, and yeah. I felt like it was trying to bring some feeling in without actually doing anything to make that mood or that. Story point, uh, mm-hmm. gel. They were just kind of like, "Ooh, here's a spooky book she's reading." You know, these kind of then, then it kind of refers books. back
2: to that because she reads the passage about like wrenching later into the she body does and pulling out a star
0: crystal but, or something. But that was another I thing mean, she, that I didn't she care kind of for was the, into
2: his fantasy later at the end. Yeah,
0: the interstitials. I did not like the the animated bits. Yeah, yeah, they, they were... were poorly done and they didn't feel cohesive.
1: I I had the same criticism that um, they weren't particularly drawn or they weren't drawn especially well and that the the motion wasn't very fluid. Yeah. And that may be a choice. Well,
2: it was like a, uh, yeah, I just felt it was like the heavy metal movie, which yeah. is like a really disappointing level of animation for right. this part. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like referring back to the early '80s. And, and, th- and, I, f- and,
1: and I kind of felt again,
0: that again. That didn't that for me. That doesn't do anything. You're just like, oh, yeah, well, like, why? I, <laughs> well, exactly, why? Why am I watching that? I didn't like heavy metal. It wasn't no.
1: that great. No, it could have been. Could have been. The idea yeah. was great, but you know, you the execution know, maybe wasn't. if you wanted
0: to just spend the money and actually rotoscope a beautiful cartoon, yeah. crazy movie with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> go yeah. for it. I'm I'm all for it.
1: Well, I, you know, Panos. when we were watching this, I, I definitely felt like the the level it was at was a choice. It didn't, I didn't sit there thinking, God, they really, you know, blew the budget elsewhere and didn't spend anything on this animation. I felt like it definitely, like we, I think we all agree, was deliberate and maybe hearkening to the mm-hmm. era, you know, like you said.
0: No, I think it's just lack of good animation.
1: There's a lot of good there. animators out there.
0: Yeah, but there's a lot of
1: a lot of cheats that could I f- look I felt like good.
0: maybe the animation was something tacked on. It wasn't I think it was something that that needs to be pulled out of the film entirely. It was not a good idea and I think animation there's a lot of animators that are not good though.
1: We are we are gonna have to do a Kickstarter to get you some uh, editing software, some like, oh, really man. high-powered <laughs> something uh, computer. Good. With you know, you can just take a movie and say, "Here's how this thing ought to look." Chop, just
0: chop, sh- chop. Just chop. Anyway. Once the once the revenge got kicked into high, that was pretty good. It it
1: it didn't lose momentum, did it? No,
0: <laughs> no. That's when the movie, you know.
1: Okay, okay, one criticism about it: there's no real vulnerability to uh, red to, to Nick, Nick Cage's character
0: uh yeah the revenge movie works better if you've if you feel like maybe he won't make it yeah through everybody he has to hack his way through yeah you know I felt the, the movie uh I know you saw it headshot was uh was it uh oh now I can't remember where it was from but it was a martial arts film, mm-hmm. and the uh, the guy wakes up in the hospital. He can't remember his name. Turns out his dad's like the super gangster who's raised all these martial artists. Uh-huh. And he has to go <laughs> and fight his way through t- to his dad. You know, typical uh, kind of video game structure there. Yeah. But uh, during those fights, which were excellent, you felt like this guy's not going to make it. He's, you know... Yeah, he's way underpowered. Whereas Nicolas Cage in this, it just felt like, oh, took one headshot and that guy's dead.
2: Well, he he gets the first uh, one of the bikers, but then he crashes and he gets knocked out. Yeah, so he's he's kind of not doing well to start with. He's not doing well, but after that, but he then just he turns like, into Bruce Lee and like breaks the guy's neck. Yes, yeah, and, and <laughs> that he, was
1: he great. does he does that mugging at the camera. Yeah, that, yeah. that was, and I felt that same thing. That was that Enter the Dragon moment. Yeah,
0: that yeah. scene when he killed all those bikers in that house though, and did a bunch of coke, and his face melted <laughs> later was probably the best part of the movie because it was just. <laughs> yeah from then on to the end was just bonkers
1: and he took a small taste of that jar of goop whatever yeah it, the um, lsd and yeah. it's
0: just the tiniest taste and his face melted it yeah. was
1: fantastic yeah that was that was amazing because that one guy chugged it mm-hmm. when they brought it to him yes and then he was like i want more of this or something like that, <laughs> oh,
3: that was i
0: couldn't cr- understand what they were saying it was yeah. I could, most of it and and everything it was pretty uh, pretty warbly. at least the demons in it yeah
1: S- the Cenobites
0: the Cenobites yes mm-hmm. yeah they were very Cenobites I love Cenobites
2: they're so good yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when they put that white icing on them
2: man mm-hmm. it's real good uh, the Uchetti Goblin yeah
1: <laughs> so let's talk about that
2: let's uh, talk about the what was going
1: man. what's going on in the tv in the background uh when we are fighting the one guy there's there's some doggy style porno scene going on forever in the background yeah and while they're fighting and then while there's some stabbing going on yeah. in the foreground you got some different oh, yeah, kind you of can
2: see the screen all the time yeah, yeah just, that was blood flying all over it and they credited that, was pretty that at the end. I, did I like they, that they did
1: i believe i think it was an actual old porno
2: Oh, yeah, they
0: didn't make that, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well, a side view like that, it, it it was tame enough by today's standards. You wouldn't even have to cut it out. By of...
0: they put that in the kids'
1: shows. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers explaining uh, how babies get made. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: So, you know, I, I spent a lot of last night thinking about this movie, and I'm not sure if I
2: were you sitting I like in the garden it. with a peculiar expression? and I was. What were in your wife. I was.
0: I was. I was like, she's like, what's wrong? I watched Mandy. I don't know how I feel about it. It had some really, really good bits, and then it had some bits that weren't so good.
1: Now, if you were to cut 20 to 30 minutes out of this thing, do you think mm-hmm. you could make a perfect movie out of it?
0: A perfect movie? Yeah. I don't know if you could ever make a perfect movie, but... I think you could make a better movie.
1: I think Shaun of the Dead is a near-perfect movie for me. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead's a pretty good movie. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if... It's like, I used to ask people at the bookstore what their favorite, or what their... Not their favorite book, what the most perfect book they'd ever read was. Ah. And I can never think of one that was like, this is perfect.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to enjoy, uh, in any given, you know, really good movie. But I guess a question we should answer for ourselves is what stops this one that I like so much from being perfect and, and then maybe we could know what to what to look for or what to do if we become filmmakers. <laughs> what to do.
0: <laughs> well, don't be afraid to cut it back.
1: Yeah. Keep cutting. You know. Um yeah, your movie doesn't probably need to be close to three hours. This Certainly. one this, this one, was one was two hours. Right at two, and it, and it dragged in a few places.
0: It did drag in a few places, and that's, you know, and then the other places I felt, you know, oh, the. Uh, I wish I hadn't seen the trailer.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, you know. so what did it ruin for you exactly? Did you know that they killed his wife?
0: Yeah, they mentioned that in the trailer.
1: Oh, so you knew that... So,
0: basically, from the trailer, I knew that some... I didn't know what, or who, or how. Um, the way she died was a surprise. Okay. but uh, And Which- I didn't know what the circumstances were. Uh, from the trailer, I thought maybe Nicolas Cage and his wife ran afoul some bikers on the road... Okay. And they killed her and there's some sort of demon bikers and Nicolas Cage is getting revenge. Okay. So that's basically what I got. Um, I don't know. Um, I felt sometimes uh, like this movie, like the uh, Devil's Candy that we watch. Yeah. When I saw the trailer for that, I was blown away. I yeah. was like, holy shit, that may be the perfect movie. <laughs> uh, it was not again I liked it and I yeah. liked it a lot and I liked this movie a lot um,
1: do, you th- do you feel that uh, having, having watched that Q&A that Panos Cosmatos is somewhere like people use this phrase he's somewhere on the spectrum of, of autism did you kind of get that from him or do you think he's just really
0: awkward he just seemed greek to me oh i (laughs) lost all our greek listeners no he's Um, got a
1: fully greek name it's okay you can make that joke no uh, he's clearly he's uh, clearly grown up american (laughs) even uh, if he is of greek heritage uh
0: he seemed weird i wonder i wonder if he'll uh i kind of hope i have not seen uh Beyond the Black Rainbow. You've watched it and you didn't think much of it. No, um, I haven't seen it either. I'm talking, to, I was talking yeah. to Jolene for the podcast listeners, but right. uh, Jolene watched Beyond the Black Rainbow and didn't care for it. Um, I kind of hope this guy keeps making movies on his own like this. Yeah, I fear he'll be picked up by someone big and and they'll give him something big and and it'll kind of compromise him because i think i mean just going off mandy clearly has some sort of vision yeah if he picked out the bits that were simply kind of nostalgic callbacks to things you know this movie didn't need to be told that it was set in 1983 yeah you know if these weirdos showed up in those haircuts Today? I mean, would you care? Would you care if Nick Cage and his wife don't have a cell phone? No. You know? Is it because we grew up in the old days and the mm-hmm. long, long ago, and the before times? Uh,
1: I am definitely from the before times and uh and I'm not afraid to watch a movie that, that is set in the now times. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. It doesn't have to be and you and they really the only reason that uh that the time frame or, or the, the the time that it's set in uh, makes any difference is communication, cell phones. There's nothing else like people are so into retro stuff now. For her to be wearing Black Sabbath T-shirts and reading some equivalent of Stephen King, that'd be happening now, and it yeah. do- and it doesn't matter. Uh, the hair, the clothes, the dwellings, the cars. Any of it could be just like we had with It Follows and a couple other movies where it's just like it's nondescript, but you get little clues here and there when it might be set, but it feels a lot like such and such era. You can do whatever you want, um, and I don't need the phone lines to be cut or the cell phone to not get a signal. Either one of those gimmicks is the same damn thing. You can't get a call out. So what? What? If they get the drop on you, you can't get to your phone.
0: The pony died and the pony express
2: is no more. There
1: you go. The bridge is out. No ponies.
2: <laughs> well, I think uh, this movie is a lot of, about movies of the 70s and 80s. Is like every revenge yeah. movie and evil cult movie. And, you know, he, he just recently been obsessively watching uh, Mad Max 2. Yeah. And, uh, you know... You know, you've got all this David Lynch stuff, and you know the George Miller and the uh, what I thought looked like the Lost Boys, but it's also yeah. uh, what else did you say? Near the, Dark. Yeah, Near Dark with like the the villains stand along the ridge, and then the light goes up behind them. Mm-hmm.
1: It's amazing that those happen to be in in, in yeah, the two and, vampire movies of the same year. And then
2: you've got like the Hellraiser stuff with the, the demonic bikers and yeah, uh, yeah. It, there's like. You know, just just saying the plot is just is completely familiar. You know, if you're into violent movies of the seventies and eighties, you know, everything in it is familiar. But it's it's you know style and execution. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's something it's so stoned and and uh, it's just not it's not interest. The the plot isn't the thing. It's about. It, it's, it's about kind the of feel, dream of it. Yeah. yeah, you've got this like thick grain, and and a lot of the images get just buried in this grain and light, and yeah, uh, uh, you know things are obscured. And um, I thought there was one bit when he's he's like uh, tied up. There's there was this one brief bit where uh, it it kind of swims into high def for a couple of seconds. There mm. was some bit that and it goes back into. Yeah, what was that? He, he's like tied up, and you, you briefly see him like perfectly sharp. Yeah. And then, it, then it kind of you know as as he you know as he realizes what's going to happen or something. And,
0: and it went back to the It goes back the into graininess. Like the graininess. Yeah, they
1: they can't have missed that. That had to have been a choice. Yeah. Right? yeah no, yeah. it was totally Definitely.
0: a choice. But yeah, I noticed it, and I'd like to see it again because I don't. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things like, wait, why did that happen? And then it got buried beneath all the other stuff that was going on. But yeah, I remember that happened. That's when he was nailed to the...
2: That was when he was tied up with barbed wire.
0: With the barbed wire above his head, yeah.
2: Initially, yeah. Huh. Now, did
1: you feel like there was any kind of crown of thorns and crucifixion kind of hinted at because there's two different scenes one of them he does get a nail through the hand he also yeah. gets a
0: spear to the side to the side exactly which does oh, yeah, nothing he, to he, him he
2: is he is turned into this kind of uh on, he, he's referred to as this like the coming the reaper is coming yeah yeah, uh, yeah he's he this kind of vengeful <laughs> holy spirit uh and uh, yeah, I, I thought the the nail thing, you know, it's like partly crucifixion. And, and I also thought of uh, one of the Texas Chainsaw sequels in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, three or
1: four.
2: Like the, was, yeah. The, the, one of the people is, like, they have to get free and they've got nails through their hands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's very uh, kind of a yeah. Masonic sacrifice. Yeah, if of- you,
1: again, if you write down each... Um, plot point as it happens a lot of it is kind of textbook
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know this is the a thing that a hero will do here's the thing that a villain will do here's when and how they'll do it yeah um, and you've
2: got like the chainsaw fight from Texas text the chainsaw yeah two. yeah
1: with an impossibly long six foot bar on yeah. the chainsaw <laughs> holy moly i mean those do exist but it was
0: yeah. good but it's still
2: not dennis Hopper. yeah that one uh when the villain gets it at the end of that fight mm-hmm I'm wondering if we were seeing a cut version because you don't see much and he just kind of jiggles around. Yeah. I was, I was you know, what you've seen up up to that point. I was, was thinking, pretty gory. And then you're that not, was, you're not going I expected it, it to go through
0: him. Yeah.
1: And it didn't. Also, that scene had a major flaw for me because a chainsaw goes back to idling and and the chain not moving as soon as you let go of the trigger.
2: Yeah, is that a new thing? Or? No, they've no, been like that forever. They've always been like
0: okay. that because
1: that's... they know that if you have an accident, especially you don't
0: want that saw running still, right?
1: You can't. It can't be, you know, tumbling its way down some fallen logs, hitting you and everyone else as it's tumbling. Like what was the movie where they someone drops a, a machine gun and it goes down the stairs shooting? Oh,
2: True Lies. It's it?
1: True Lies. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, now if it was a sawzall, uh or reciprocating saw whatever they call that um sawzall uh you can pull the trigger and there's a button on the side that you can press that locks the trigger into the the motion of pulled so you don't have to sit there holding it the whole time you're trying to cut through a metal post or something um they really do saw all don't they they do those sawzalls uh but that's a thing where you could say well yeah you could lock it and then throw the thing and it would stay running but a chainsaw does not do that Mm. Now, if it showed him, say, all right, man, watch this, and then wrap some bailing wire around the trigger and then chuck the thing at him.
0: I don't know. I think at that point we had seen three moons in the sky.
1: (laughs) This is true. We've seen a lot. And a lot of crazy shit that had happened. So I should quit calling out the space wizards?
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't call out the space wizards. I don't think a lightsaber would work like that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, but the rest of it, you're okay. Why doesn't R2-D2 speak English?
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, couldn't C-3PO just upload something, just like stick <laughs> his finger in his butt? And... But why do we need
0: both of them?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Aren't sorta. they? Really? Uh, really?
2: They're well, from the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, the Hidden Fortress, you've got the two peasants. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there you so. go um so in, into the the whole uh vengeance arc of this thing what has he got four bikers that he's got to kill
2: five he's got the three like hell bikers and then he's got the six cultists he? And, That's he, what yeah. and uh two of them being dispatched by the bikers yeah now and uh and then he spares one yeah
1: now have you ever heard the expression when someone says i'll rip your arm out and beat you with it
3: You've heard, yeah, I've heard heard
2: it? Uh, not personally, but I have heard it. Yes. You've heard
1: it, not you've had no one say it to you. I've had people say it to me, but you know, I don't think they really thought they were going to do it. Um, I thought it would have been great if uh, if there was some identifying piece of jewelry, and instead of rolling the the wife's head into the room with the cult's leader.
0: It wasn't the wife's head that was...
1: It was one of his acolytes. Oh was it? Yeah,
0: it was the uh, white the older lady with white hair. Yeah, I
1: thought that was his wife.
0: Oh I don't think that was no, his she, wife. She I she think she's just that,
2: a follower. Yeah she says like uh uh Jeremiah says I'm the uh the most, yeah, most
1: sensual Yeah. <laughs> um now if if he'd cut her arm off instead and then I beat him him it Beat him with it?
2: Maybe. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool. Just slapped him. <laughs>
1: right. Well, I think you'd hold it by the wrist and then hit him with it end the stump. Hold by the stump
2: and your hand <laughs> slap him around the it. face. Ooh. Until he cried.
1: Yeah. Tap him on the shoulder with it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around, crack him a good one across the face with it. I mean, we're trying to write a better movie, but I don't know if that's possible. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's making it.
1: <laughs> no, but rolling her head in was a good move. Yeah. I liked that i like
0: when his head popped at the
2: end yeah oh. was like, that was so 983 yeah yeah that it was,
1: was. <laughs> yeah oh we've seen jason do that we've seen who else we've seen a couple of them do that back in like the late 80s early 90s yeah the, oh they did it in casino with the vice
2: oh, okay i think yeah. it was
1: casino yeah yeah because yeah, um, Greg Nicotero talked about that. He did the special effects on it. And I guess his dad's a physician and he calls his dad up and says, Hey, if they crushed someone's head and a vice just kept tightening it would their eye pop out, and I guess his dad was like, how the hell would I know? And so I guess he just said, yeah, totally.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Their
1: eyes <laughs> You're going to do out. that anyway, son. So yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the head crushing and then just burn the damn thing down. This is good walk out slowly too slowly from what he said in the Q&A <laughs> yeah he's like man it was really cool and everybody was like looking freaked out and running and you know it was really burning <laughs> he's kind of describing this thing it's like yeah you were about to get killed in a fire this would have been your last movie we would have been seeing the last greatest effort by Nicolas Cage yeah did he chew enough scenery for your taste, Will? Oh,
0: my God. The
1: alcohol
0: scene when he's dancing around <laughs> oh in the God. bathroom in his tidy whities I forgot to yeah. say
1: something about that earlier. <gasps> it was oh my
0: glorious. God. <laughs> and you could tell the people around us were Nick Cage fans because there was a lot of, I don't know, muffled laughing?
1: It's too harsh. Well, <laughs> it wasn't exactly muffled. I think a lot of us nah. were just
0: cracking up. They were, yeah, he was really chewing the scenery. It was great.
1: Yeah, which, if you're listening to our show for the first time, we didn't name the show after any particular actor chewing any particular scenery. But, you know, Will, like you said earlier, maybe he should be the patron saint of yeah, this I think podcast. Saint
0: so. I think Cage is our patron saint. We need a photo of him. Well, I can make the candle, you know. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, we need a candle, a votive.
1: Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> for Nicol-
0: Saint Nick.
1: Wow, Saint Nicholas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we'll probably have to. St. Cage?
1: Yeah. Uh, So that scene, though, you can't say too much about that scene because he just opened... He's in the bathroom, and of course there's the bathroom vodka, you know? Everyone's got one down in the vanity, right? I thought it
0: was Everclear.
1: Was it Everclear? I
0: thought it was a bottle of Everclear. What
1: proof is that shit? Uh, 180. 180? Yeah. Okay, 80 proof is plenty. 90 proof is a little much. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Everclear is just basically like, I want to see if alcohol does kill me.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Don't drink Everclear.
1: No, no. It's it's a terrible idea. Just pace yourself, people. But why would you have Everclear in the bathroom? Maybe they use it for disinfecting wounds. Maybe. Because it's too harsh to drink. Maybe
0: he's hiding it. Yeah. He's got a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah so that would make sense uh but he's chugging it and screaming and pouring it on his wounds and screaming man, and sitting glorious. down and chugging and screaming that
0: and later when he was in the car and they switched maniacally to, laughing yeah and they switched to like a a selfie shot where she's in the other seat looking at him and he's like <laughs> leaning way back and he's got big eyes and a huge grin it was beautiful
1: how about lighting a cigarette off of a flaming head
0: oh that was good too
1: I would have liked it better if he would have, like, put a stick in, like, the throat hole and lifted it up and lit it directly (laughs) off the head. I would have liked that a little better. Yeah. (laughs) But I was telling Jolian when we were out in the lobby, I said, this should make the rest of the world scared shitless of the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I don't think it was filmed here.
0: (laughs) No. It's like,
1: yeah, we're all like this. If you think you're going to invade us, think again.
0: (laughs) I thought it was filmed in, like croatia or something something but it, There's a lot of uh, they, they had Belgian belgium at the end yeah well yeah. it would thank belgium so
1: yeah well belgium uh apparently has has more than waffles yeah and chocolate uh they've got chocolate um no apparently they've got some nice workaround to not have to pay taxes on making a film oh because they so, there was some production company obviously temporary production company name. Uh, that was the something tax shelter that they mentioned several times in the credits. Mm. Um, but yeah, we we get to where he's dispatched them all. Um, th- that's it. He won. W- and I told Jolien, "Well, I guess he's gonna just have a hot shower and make himself a snack."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how
1: do you You're end this thing? Cheddar <laughs> And make some
0: chatter goblin.
1: Oh, that commercial! It was. It was ghoulies and and the the worst food commercial ever
2: <laughs> do you notice the uh when he goes to the trailer of his buddy you get him the reaper oh yeah uh, the crossbow uh-huh uh, i think that's the guy from predator right? it, it is totally is yeah. i can't
0: remember his name but...
2: and uh but he has a box of cheddar goblin Does on he? the shelf and... oh nice oh, nice yeah that was the guy from predator
1: mm. yeah yeah he's older now but it's definitely him um I guess Tony Todd wasn't available. I believe he
0: gets shot in the head in Predator. I think you're right. I should know. I watched Predator about 1,100 times. <laughs> when you were 14. When I was 14. Predator was <laughs> awesome. Watch. Yeah. Carl Weathers gets his arm shut off, shot off, and it's still firing the machine gun. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> so, uh,
2: I, I really liked the... Um, uh, so it's got like... A, uh, Mandy does art, and she, so her art is done by Julie Bell oh was it and uh and then the visions of hell at the end Mm -hmm. they just look like the 80s side of a van yeah yes yeah idea of hell with multiple moons and yes impossible rock formations and
1: like if if roger dean couldn't really paint very well that would be you know what what happened like a roger dean idea executed by someone who can't paint like him
2: mm. i was kind of hoping the tiger would come back so the tiger gets oh. released
3: yeah. yeah so that's
1: richard Brake, the guy who let who's the chemist and who played the tiger
2: you Uh, recognized uh, it? oh no i'm (laughs) just joking about the name kufu or something
1: i think it was kufu yeah i
2: I was i was hoping the tiger would turn back up and like yeah take take out one of the cultists or or just like rear up in front of that vision of hell and and just complete the van fantastic you know
1: i really miss um mural vans and blacklight posters of the (laughs) 70s and and 80s um Okay, the guy who was the chemist is Richard Brake, uh, who appears in um, Rob Zombie's 31. Uh, he's like the bad guy who who's being sent in to finish the job because the other bad guys couldn't finish the job. I forgot to tell you guys, this is totally off the subject, but when I was at Horror Hound Indianapolis, Mini Hitler was there.
0: Mini Hitler?
1: From, from Rob Zombie's 31. He
0: was there. I've not seen... 31 yet oh man you're spoiling it for me
1: well it's got mini hitler and it's got uh richard Brakes' character who punches himself in the face until his mouth is bloody and then gets his switchblades out and heads into mm-hmm. the maze or whatever it is to uh finish these people off uh he's the chemist so he he's popping up in a lot of movies now because he's just got a certain look to him he looks kind of crazy and kind of gaunt mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved his performance, and the tiger was just amazing. Yeah. Like, stick a tiger in there. <laughs> and he's got a switch that opens the cage and lets him out.
2: And uh, and you've got Linus Roach as Jeremiah. Yeah. yeah. I thought, it, like, when he first appeared, uh, and, you know, his voice and, and his look, uh, it was just like Richard Lynch. He, like, played lots of villains in the 70s. And, oh, okay. Uh, he was in the, the Seven Ups and... Stuff like that, but yeah okay. you you'll recognize him, yeah, um but uh and he often had like longish white hair, and, mm, okay,, uh, and I think he was in a movie where he played a cult leader, mm um but uh, yeah, he was yeah, yeah definitely reminded me of that, yeah,
1: do you think that was a conscious choice on cosmotos's part <sighs> I don't know I don't, and of course, I don't know if he was like a lot of times we think the director is in on casting, and a lot of times they're not. So it's hard to say if he, you know, without knowing, it's hard to say whether he was in on the casting. Uh,
0: Sounded kind of like he was.
1: And Cosmatos wanted Nicolas Cage as the cult leader. Yeah. And and that's something that the listeners might not know unless uh, they saw the Q&A that we saw or if they, you know, read it somewhere. But yeah. And and Nick was just like, I like this character, Red. That's more (laughs) like me, man. You know, and he wasn't wrong like I don't think there's enough crazy in the cult leader's uh role for what Nicolas Cage brings
3: it
0: wouldn't matter Nicolas Cage would turn it to 11 and
1: well yeah you don't want him you know like like Steve Buscemi's talent was wasted in pulp fiction he he plays the buddy holly waiter yeah at Jackrabbit Slim's
2: but there's that fantastic bit where uh, there's this huge close up of uh, Jeremiah's face and they they've somehow managed to register his face and then uh, Andrea Riseborough's, yeah, face. Andy's face. So, so his face kind of dissolves back, back and forth back yeah. without that stabilizing. Was it was, it was uh, amazing, yeah, yeah, that was really good. But you couldn't do that with Nicolas Cage's face,
1: no, probably not. No, there's no, there's no face similar enough there's, to his, there's no
2: female equivalent of N- Nicolas Cage, no. There, there might be, but we haven't met her. No, no I not, was thinking he
0: just wouldn't be still <laughs> enough to <laughs> fade back and forth. His, his eyes would
1: be too wild. Yeah. Um, now, Casamaro said as much in, in the Q&A that uh, that there were like this, this whole batch of, of little vignettes, little scenes that he had in his head that he kind of wanted to put into movies. And some filmmakers will say, don't do that. You mm. know, just... Come up with a story idea and then, you know, you might put a few of these scenes in, but you can't make your story have to land on these scenes and then get to the next thing. Because yeah. a lot of times it feels stilted. Um, I felt like, although it wasn't seamless, it wasn't like so smooth. Uh, he did seem to get everything in that he wanted. And a few of them kind of stood out as a little out of place, a little weird. But...
2: Yeah, I found that he clustered like similar feeling. Yeah. scenes together so like the you have the opening with Mandy whatever because it's like uh, broken up by title cards isn't it yeah right what's the first one called because uh, it's something it's the first Sparkle
0: one... Mountain or something yeah yeah. and then uh, and then yeah, the next one Shadow is Mountain, like the children, children of, the, of
2: the... N- the New Dawn yeah and then, then it's yeah Shadow Mandy. Mountain or something
0: and yeah. then Mandy yeah
2: Um, but uh, yeah so that first act or third or whatever it's like the kind of romance and the tragedy and the, yeah. Um, and then the second part is the cult and then mm-hmm. the third part is the revenge. And it, and it kind of, ni- things are nicely grouped. So like, uh, the second part gets, you get the like brutality. Yeah. And then, and then it's when there's revenge, it's just, uh, you know, I felt, I was like watching the whole stoned experience, you know, people just get really out of it and then they get giggly uh-huh so, yeah. so he starts coming out with these quips and doing all these crazy things in the in the last part and it's and, and, and people are like wondering is this supposed to be funny now yeah <laughs> <And> it was <laughs>
1: yeah it seems like it was a conscious choice to yeah, be funny
2: you the, like you're confronted all of a sudden by the cheddar goblin yeah like what what the hell <laughs> what am i watching this is the same movie as as that Trippy apocalypse now stuff I was watching earlier. Yeah,
1: you're right. Apocalypse now is definitely the vibe.
2: Uh, yeah, you,
1: you know it's it's. I, th- I think you 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 stuff a bunch of this stuff into a it, into a kid when he's young, and when he becomes a filmmaker, it all just kind of comes gushing out. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. And apocalypse now had to have been one of those things. And he said something uh, that the listener should know that he had taped. Um, uh, the road warrior mm-hmm. uh, on Betamax from showtime or hbo or whatever and had watched the thing countless times he figures over 200 times he's watched road warrior so you know that that certainly is going to seep into what and anything he does just by the fact that he's been so saturated with it so i think uh you know we're we are as Kevin Smith liked to ask, you know, what are your influences? Because we do become a product of those influences. And he said what some of them were, and yeah, you can see it up on the screen for sure. So, uh, do you feel like we kind of covered the movie as well as people having watched it could cover it?
2: Uh, it was. Uh, I really recommend seeing it in a the theater because the sound. Yeah. Uh, you've got like the score. Um, the sound was fantastic. Yeah. The score was uh, really Johan Johansson. Yeah, it's like a big. It, this movie is really heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. But the the score really isn't so heavy metal. It's mostly like really massive synth sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit of guitars in the last part.
0: Some guitar in the end. The there's drums.
2: a drum. Yeah. Yeah, but but a lot of the the early stuff is like is really, uh, uh, you know, throbbing synths and that and it just makes your chest rattle. yeah and uh then you're and, and especially when in the theater was nice and dark wasn't it wasn't yeah it, like, the you know the multiplexes were they're too bright yeah it was nice and dark so you're just bathed in all these colors and yeah
1: a lot of red in this movie yeah and the character's name was red <laughs> so uh, horror movies uh or, or horror fans I think would enjoy the movie. Do you think yes. non-horror fans can go into this thing yep. and and go handle to it? it right now? <laughs> Do you think they can handle it? Sure. I mean, are They'll we love Are Nicholas we desensitized? Case. Are we
0: callous? Are we callous? How many decapitations are in this? Just one that I can Just think a of.
1: One. Yeah. If you don't count the head smashing, because that's not really a decapitation.
0: No, it's not. No, there's you get a whole different charge for crushing a head than for. Cutting one off. Right. There's a penis. <laughs> There's a penis, which, of course, Kevin Smith couldn't stop talking about.
1: Yeah. He's like, dick, 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 dick. Um, and Linus Roach basically could have chose not to do this, but he felt like the character would do this. That was the least
0: part of the movie of anything that we saw last night. And that's all Kevin Smith could talk about. <laughs> Linus Roach's dick on screen was so nothing. It was like, compared to the rest of the shit we saw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it, it kind of is a pivotal moment. This may be why they kill Mandy, because... Mm-hmm. She, oh, that's totally she, why she they kill her. She laughs at his limp penis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and his crappy record his crappy
0: record is what really starts it because yeah Yeah. you wrote this song about yourself yeah and it
1: just yeah yeah between uh sort of dismissing his crappy music and then laughing at his penis yeah she had to die (laughs) a horrible death What what might they have done otherwise? You know, maybe...
0: You'd have recruited her into... Yeah, that was the idea, to recruit her.
1: Although... And then kill him? I
0: guess.
1: Yeah, like, he might have just been left to die. Because they do mention something
0: earlier that... It sounds like the fat kid in the cult and Mandy are both going to be sacrificed to the bikers.
1: I think they were talking... Weren't there two kids in the van?
0: no they talk they mention mandy and then they they look in the other room and there's a fat kid drinking a soda and they're like why don't we get rid of fatty too while we're at yeah, it
2: Yeah, he couldn't find his own nose in a mirror yeah uh. yeah they, he's the first sacrifice to get uh to get mandy and then there's two more that are sacrificed to the bikers oh okay uh yeah that he, he finds it there
1: The kid with that skinny kid with longish hair yeah i think he was another one yeah. Well, they've got the they've got their own uh politics with those bikers apparently, like their own agreements and their own politics that they have to sort of adhere to. But left to their own doings, uh they get up to a lot of uh a lot of torture and murder for, you know, being kind of a hippie cult. Bunch of hippie rippers. Bunch of
0: hippie rippers.
1: <laughs> That's what they are. Not meaning that they rip hippies, that they're hippies that do ripping. Oh,
0: I'm sure they rip hippies, too.
1: They probably do. They're they're, they're probably uh, not going to, you know, discriminate. Between... The hippie
0: ripping hippie ripper. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for me, I would recommend this to horror fans for sure. I think non-horror fans maybe don't have... The ability to go into something like this and and handle what they're going to see. But maybe that's good for them. Maybe they should. (laughs) And get out of your comfort zone a little.
0: Get out of your comfort zone. Whatever.
1: This doesn't all exactly reside in my comfort zone. You
0: know, whatever nice, pleasant film you were going to watch this weekend, don't. And go watch Mandy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know what films are out.
1: I don't know what pleasant shit's out there. I really don't. Go see The Nun.
0: <laughs> the Nun. If you have a choice between Mandy and The Nun, please go see Mandy.
1: Yeah, you should. Because The Nun is just contrived, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it, but I, I would assume... rather see
0: more movies like Mandy than movies like The Nun.
1: Yeah. Go bonkers. I mean, it doesn't. you don't have to make The Boxer's Omen or School of the Unholy Beast. Right, Julian?
2: <laughs> Why not? Oh, Why not? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Go for it.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah. if you
0: end up with entrails of a beautiful woman i'll watch it there you
1: go there's a good trifecta <laughs> right there those three movies there's yeah. a film festival for you for a weekend <laughs> yeah yeah read those reviews if you have, if you're not familiar with those movies dear listeners it's a little yeah.
0: bit of acid to melt your face off and then those three movies phew,
1: yeah that is a
0: good oh, weekend yes
1: yep a package of oreos <laughs> you're good to go um so I think that probably is. I think is, that wraps it up. That's probably pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, so for next time, any any uh, any suggestions? Do you want to try and see the nun?
2: No, no.
3: We just said we just said don't say go spend watch money.
1: <laughs> we could get a bootleg of it.
0: A bootleg down from the street. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Where are we going to get a bootleg? I know of a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy who's got a camcorder. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone has I, to know I feel,
2: that. I feel like I have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we watched... It's 90 minutes of something that's not an evil nun turning into an evil nun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got an idea. Why don't we do an episode where we talk about the nun not having seen it?
2: Nun no. <laughs> to the nun. Well,
1: We're going to call this episode The Nun, and it'll be spelled N-O-N-E. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, we could recast it with Nicolas Cage. And... Yeah. yeah,
1: how to get burned. <laughs> exactly. How to get burned? Well, we don't know we're, what we're going to do for next time then. No. Fine. We've not. Uh, this won't be the first time this has happened. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll
0: think of something and let you know.
1: It'll be a surprise, listeners. All right. So that uh, pretty much wraps it for this week, listeners. Thank you for listening.
0: Stay off the moors.
3: through a window crying in the night the night goes into morning just another day